Hey, by the way, Doctor, is mystery your sole pleasure? Young man, what could be more pleasant than mystery? Well, music, for instance. Music, why, of course. Music, for instance. Music, why, of course. on top of the world. Hey, 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 one, two, one, two. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Creative Contact. I'm your host, Kia Orion. Thank you for tuning in. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. I appreciate you. I'm going to keep this intro hella short because I'm recording off of some janky headphones. Um... Because of my situation, I currently moved back in oh, with mom and pop for a bit before I'm, I'm heading off on a little bit of an adventure. I uh, had to call a quick audible. If you want the full story, peep the episode before this, the solo show. This one's not about me. This episode is about my dude, Tone Wiley, straight out of Philly. Dude is the truth. We sat down a few weeks ago to chop it up. He dropped some gems about what it's like to have an artist grind, how to balance being a dad with a hip-hop career, and when to just cut the cord and go for it as an artist. So I hope you guys have as much fun with Tone as I did. We chopped it up in my kitchen, and very good things, uh, very good things from this man, and, and, and more soon come. Just if, All this stuff will be in the show notes, his Instagram. He got some um, some dope stuff coming up, Black Sheep Winter, an album drop in the man is working. So awesome dude, crazy story. I hope you guys dig it. Thank you very much. appreciate you putting up with my, my crappy uh, audio quality this week. <laughs> it's all love. You know what it is. All right. Shout out to you for peeping this. Peace. I came across your stuff uh, from another interview that you, that you had, but... Um, you know, for, for folks listening, uh, in case that, you know, as a man on a come up, I understand the struggle, but for those, you know, that, that are first time listeners to Mr. Tone Wiley, tell them, and we'll dive into the backstory in a second, tell people a little bit about sort of who you are and what you do right now. Um, yeah, you know, I'm Tone Wiley, uh, rapper, you know, hip hop artist, up and coming artist, and, um, yeah, you know, just trying to find my way into the industry. Absolutely. Um, and how many years have you been doing the hip-hop thing? Um, About 10, 11 years. I'm 27 now. I started when I was about 16. Where? We're yeah. Pretty similar in, in age and, uh, you know, I've realized now it's been a decade that I've been loving yeah. music stuff. Right. It goes fast. Right. <laughs> you know, and so speaking of which... <clears throat> And correct me if I'm wrong, because when I was doing some research on you, it from what I what I found, you said one of your first, um, maybe you were in ninth grade, you had saved up lunch money to buy Biggie a Biggie CD. Yeah, yeah. So what was that? Some of your first exposure in hip hop. When would do you remember um, the first time it really? I mean, you? since I was really small. I mean, you know what? You know what? As since I was real little, I was a fan, but um, I think the first time it actually like hit me, hit me, I would say like 98, 
about seven, eight years oh, old. Oh, okay. So yeah. you know what, Tone? Let's take it back to get to get some backstory on you, and to give the fans or people listening that some context. Mm-hmm. Where did you grow up? Where are you born and bred? Um, I was born in Philly. Okay, cool. Uh, you know, I moved around between the city, the county, back yeah. and forth. You know. Did a lot of moving. Okay, that's what's yeah. up. Was it because you, you military family or? Uh, I mean, you know, just probably financial issues. Oh, honestly, okay. yeah, you Word. know, had a hard time just being stagnant. Yeah. Were you with mom and dad growing up? Um, yeah, at first, then they split up, and then it was me and my mom. <clears throat> and then, did you spend most of your time with mom? Kind of after that, yeah. You know, I see my dad here and there. Okay. Yeah. So, but so he was still kind of in the picture, but you were just mostly with, yeah, with mom. Okay, yeah. were. And what does mom? What did mom do? Um, I mean, she had so many jobs. I mean, I, I can't even. She was hustling, doing yeah, what she had to do. Yeah, a lot of jobs. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any siblings? Um, yes, I do. I got. I have uh, three brothers. Wow. Yeah, and uh, four sisters. Dang! Did yeah. you all grow up together in the same house? No, uh, my my uh, four sisters—they're younger than me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're still they're still growing up. Oh, okay. Know, teenagers. Uh, my older brothers—they did. Well, two of them did. One of them lived with their mom. Mm. Yeah. Because sure, I was going otherwise that's a ton yeah. of kids. Yeah. It's, yeah. Room. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Have, my, yeah, yeah, my dad was getting it in. It's, oh, okay. Pops was busy. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. I, yeah. no, no shame. Um, I grew up with one big bro, and uh-huh. I was like, that was a lot. You know, I, some, I know some people that have three brothers, three older brothers, and it's all you grow up together, and it's like, right. you're just getting your ass kicked constantly. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So right. um, hopefully there wasn't that. But okay, so Young Tone, mm-hmm. um, you're growing up. You're moving around Philly. Mm-hmm. Parents are figuring it out. Um, what do you... And, and like you said, you know, you were probably, you were a young man when hip hop first started to affect you. Mm-hmm. What does young tone, what's young tone getting into? Are you a music guy? Are you a sports kid? Are you, um, a, yeah, a heavy, heavy into sports, you know, uh, music was something that I always loved, but since I grew up around it and like I was born into it, it was just second nature. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I look back now and I'm like, yo. I, I was like really heavy into music, just naturally, but didn't realize like, yo, this is my passion. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I, you know, as far as what I wanted to do, you know, it was sports, basketball, football. Oh, I was gonna say, were you hooping? Were you yeah. football? Okay, because mm-hmm. when I talk to a lot of young kids, I've been working as a high school teacher, mm-hmm. subbing, doing some freelance stuff, but spending a lot of time in Philly high schools, and a lot of the young kids. They want to be Odell, you right, know what I right, mean, or, or right. LeBron. Like, that's the dream for a lot of these young men. Were you did Did you feel like you were in that same sort of group of being of seeing you know athletes on TV and oh, yeah. and you're like that's what I'm. Yeah. So did you have a sport of choice? Um, both basketball and football, oh. but mainly basketball. That, okay. That was my thing. Yeah. So you're hooping. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, over summers. After school, are you just playing ball with your friends? What is that kind of what you're getting um, into? Yeah, or you know, I spent a lot of times just shooting around by myself. Oh, I stayed with a ball everywhere I went, dude. Yeah, that's what's crazy is a lot of people don't realize. Um, I love listening to story. I'm not a particularly uh, blessed athlete when it comes to team sports, right, right. but um, I love 
stories from athletes, and I think mm -hmm. there's a lot of parallels that can be drawn. I love things about things like discipline and practice and teamwork, mm -hmm. all that, the cheesy stuff that shows up on middle school posters. Right, right. But th there's actually a lot of truth to that. If you listen to a story of someone like LeBron, Kobe, whatever, one one of Kobe's, uh, you know, things is he's like, I'm still shooting hoops when everybody else is leaving. You right, know, alone. Right. It, it's something. Right. So young Tony, you're putting the hours in. Yeah. You're just alone, you know, shooting hoops. Mm -hmm. um, when you were growing up at that age, where were you in Philly around um, geographically? Man, uh, you know, I moved around a lot. Uh, I was probably in Montgomery County. Okay. But, I mean, I was in, like, different part I was like bouncing around so I couldn't even like you know I would, yeah. like, I would have to be specific about a year oh man you were bouncing yeah. around that much yeah damn okay yeah. so when were you also like that in high school too um high school is slowed down okay so l where were you then mostly in high school <clears throat> high school I was in Ambler oh, okay well yeah I was I was I was going to high school in Edmonton and then, um, you know, we moved, and then I started going to school in Ambler, mm. and um, that was in about tenth grade. Okay. So yeah, from tenth grade, yeah. So pretty much, I finished high school from tenth grade in uh, Ambler. Yeah. Okay, word. So when you're in that period, because I find too for people that do move around a lot and mm -hmm. do switch schools, you become just almost like a defense mechanism. You mm -hmm. have to learn how to reinvent yourself mm. and engage with new groups of people very quickly because mm. that's such an intense part of development right, that you right. realize, oh man, if I want to be with the cool kids, I got to adapt ASAP. Otherwise, mm. I'm not going to be able to hang, you know, hang with the cool chicks, whatever, you know, right, that right, right. you develop almost this ability to just adapt. Right, right. Um, and so in that period then, when you're in high school, you're bouncing around, you finally have that 10th grade year when you settle down mm -hmm. and when I was listening and reading about you too was you said somewhere around there I think it was 15 16 was when you first started writing mm -hmm. do I have that right mm -hmm. so before then your focus is mostly on sports and music is just kind of in the backdrop of your life yeah yeah okay and yeah. and what do you what do you what has your ear are you is it in you grow up with mom bumping gospel records is your older brother's putting you onto the east coast rap um, what's sort of in your my dad uh you know his side of the family very 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 musically inclined mm. family like it's like literally a second religion we uh you know it's we're like a huge christian family okay and you know with church comes music so you know we would be in church and we naturally just played the drums, naturally played the keyboard. Sin. Yeah, you know, so, uh, and my dad, he was also in a gospel group, oh, uh, wow. you know, before I was born. He, you know, he sings. Um, and, you know, I mean, yeah, he, he's just a very diverse person as well. So even though we're a Christian family, you know, we were listening to a lot of, you know, classic rock, hip hop, um, R&B, you know, so like a, a lot of things, you know, uh, my older brother, my, my oldest brother, actually, I give him credit for a lot of my interest in hip hop as far as like me digging deep, because I remember he used to be a hip hop head when I was like real little and he used to always talk to me about it and, you know, 
thinking back, I'm like, why did he even tell me this? I'm like five. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like why you know, but yeah. he used to talk to me about it like I was his friend. Right. And you know, he's he's uh six years older than me. Well, five years older than me. But as a young man, I feel the same way about <clears throat> my big bro put me on. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way when you're at that age. I mean, even now, you look up to your older bro. So right, he right. says, Yo, Tone, this hip hop shit is dope, you're like it's gotta be cool. You yeah, know what I mean? right, right, right. Bro was into it. Mm-hmm. So, what, do you remember what sort of stuff at that point is he that he's kind of putting you on game to? Do you remember any? Of that? I remember. Um, I think my earliest memory is crisscross, but wow. my biggest memory is when Mace came. You know, he he used to love Mace. He swore he was Mace. And you know, uh when Big Bro rapping too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what's up. And um, you know, when the videos would come on, we used to, you know, dance to it together, you know. So like that was that was my biggest memory, like when like, you know, Maze came pretty much. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. That's interesting how certain artists permeate different you know, I I've done I've done a good number of different podcasts talking to different folks about their musical influences and it's always interesting how certain artists mm-hmm. are able to reach different people. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Pe- yeah. People don't understand that. Yeah. People don't understand that. Like I tell people who my influences are and, you know, what struck a chord with me and they be like, Oh, that, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't see that coming, but you know, I mean, it's art. Yeah. It's art, you know? And, and what I really believe in that too, which we'll get into later is even in a market where there are so many voices, to not be discouraged because there might be somebody that really relates to you mm-hmm. that your voice because of your story what you go through what you talk about whatever it is is unique to you right that there is a place for you mm-hmm. you know be, no matter exactly. if even if drake and Kenneth, whatever mm-hmm. because there's something about each person that makes you know makes them unique exactly and so after Mace, who now, you know, you're buying the Biggie CD with your lunch money, you're a mm-hmm. freshman, you're getting into high school, are you starting to think, I remember hearing something when you talking about penning your first bars, mm-hmm. would you mind telling that story again as far as, I think it was for a class project or something? Oh, I was just in class board. Oh, okay, you were <laughs> yeah, in class yeah. board, and yeah. you started writing the bars, and then just something kind of clicked? Yeah, because, um, you know, pretty much all my life, I had, like, I played around writing raps like i don't know what that was all about i mean i guess it was just always there but you know um biggie was my huge like influence so a lot of the stuff that i was writing playing around with it was just a play off of like whatever biggie would say or it was like his flow so it never really you know it never felt genuine and i you know so i you know i would just crumble it up and just throw it away but um, in 10th grade, just one day, I'm in class, bored, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to write a rap. I don't know why. You remember what class it was? Uh, intro to business, I believe. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. I would not have expected that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it would have been like math, algebra two or something like that. Well, you know what? After this, I spent a lot of my time in math class <laughs> writing raps, trust yeah. me. Dude, I feel you. Yeah. Sometimes those are like, dude, I'm going to, I need to do something else. I'm falling asleep. Yeah, right. Do you happen to remember by any chance what that those first raps were like? <sighs> when when it was actually, you you know, something that was unique to your own voice? Um, You know, as far as the words or? Yeah, or content. Um, 
Was it girls? The, was it basketball? Was the it? first, no, nah, the first one was kind of personal. Uh, it was only six. Uh, no, I this this was like the first two lines maybe. Uh, it went something like, um, only sixteen, and I'm stressing, waiting for a blessing. Always do things the wrong way. I never learned my lesson. And then I went on to talk about my cousin who was murdered uh, a couple of years before that. Oh shit. Yeah, and um. I remember when I wrote those couple of lines, I sat back and I looked at it. I'm like, whoa, like, this is actually something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is me. Like, you I'm not. You feel it too, yeah, you know? Yeah. Right. So it, you know, it was funny. It was kind of like, it was kind of like I discovered something. Well, you know, I did discover something, but it was literally like I discovered, um, like, a piece of gold. Mm. Like, because I, I remember. I sat back, I looked at it, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. So I went back, like, okay, let me see if I can keep doing this. And then I remember just the whole time in class, like, yo, like, this is crazy. The bell rung, I stuffed my paper back in my book bag, and I rushed to the next class just so I can sit down. And keep it going. Yeah, I'm just like, yo, oh, like, yo, oh my God, I can't wait until I get home yeah. and get this over a beat. You get the butterflies, you start to get that, yeah. that thing in your chest, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it, uh, and I remember that whole entire day, my face was glued to this rap. And I went home, went straight to the computer, found a beat. I mean, over anything, beats didn't even go with the content. I yeah, was just yeah. like, yo, this is crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm rapping. Yeah. And I mean, it's... It's been. Listen, man. Those for first bars, those aren't bad. Like those are even yeah. got the, the double syllables going. Right, you know right, I mean? right. <laughs> it's, right. It's normally a face place sort of rhyme. Right, the first right. Bars. Um, that you know what's interesting about that too is that um, encountering a lot of high school, you know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen year old young men that are writing raps. So much of it is, as an adult, I see. It, I'm not sure if they do. It's just. They're just telling stories from other rappers that they hear. Like mm -hmm. how many people I hear talking about driving nice cars and mm -hmm. flying around playing shows, and I'm like, dude, right. like I know, right? I, I know you weren't doing that. You know what right. I mean? Like, but it's because that's what you hear, you know, Migos doing or whatever. <laughs> exactly. You it takes you a while to emulate a style, and then to finally learn about your own telling your own stories of what the real gems are. Right. Because right. you've got that perspective to share. You know, and so you write that first record. Um, do you try to record it? Um, I believe I did record it. Uh, I have a friend named Matt, Matt Vacanta. He um, he had like a small little setup. Is um, it like Garage Band and yeah, 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 exactly. Yep, it was yep. yep, yep. It was Garage Band and Mike. And uh, I remember my cousin Jeff, who go by the name of uh, Big Fish now, dope rapper. He was rapping back then, and uh, he had linked up with Matt and was recording with him. Mm. And um, I think I, I don't I don't I don't remember how the conversation went or how it happened, but I just kind of slid in there like, "Yo, I rap now!" Like, and I recorded that verse. And I think that was the first thing I recorded. It it sounded horrible, like Bro. voice wise, like like vocally Dude. horrible. Until like a year ago, my record still sound. You know, I'm still <laughs> self-conscious about shit I'm putting out. So yeah. I don't blame you. You go back to those first records though, and you're like, it takes a long time to kind of find out how to, you know, breath control, how to count your bars on the mic, how to yeah. even 
find your own voice. Hey, man, I'm still finding it. So, right, right. But you go back and listen to old records, and what's nice about having them is just to see how far you've come. Right. To be like, oh, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but you were just having so much fun doing it, it right. didn't even matter. Right. You know? And so at that point, um, let's fast forward a little bit to maybe towards the end of high school era. When does Young Tone... You're senior in high school. Mm-hmm. Are you still, you know, grad? You did you graduate high school? Yes, I did. Okay, so you graduate high school. You are you thinking I'm still gonna try to play ball? Are you think I might try the rap thing? I'm gonna try. Nah, to play. um, at that point it was number music. Oh, so when basketball? So when did the basketball fade out? Basketball faded. I say about tenth grade because um, what happened was, I mean, I pretty much just lost the passion for it because. When I was, you know, I told you I was in Abington and we had moved. We got, you know, kicked out of an apartment and um, we had to move with my grandfather. Mm. But I didn't want to leave Abington. Like, uh, you know, I was just, yeah, I was just like so tired of changing schools. So we didn't tell them that we moved. And I was going there. um, Well, you know, we got evicted 10th grade year. So I was going there. And uh, they pretty much found out that I moved. I say probably like in December of that year, right when basketball is starting, like literally basketball tryouts. So, um, you know, I couldn't play that year. And it was just another year I couldn't play. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, you know what? Like, I'm fed up. Like, I like, I don't care anymore. You know what I mean? And like, I look back and it's funny because recently I was thinking about this. I'm like, man, I... I shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? Like, I shouldn't have gave up so easily, but, you know, things were, you know, I didn't really have any type of uh, stability at the time. And um, nobody was really in my ear to tell me any different, you know? So I, you know, I just stopped. Mm. I just stopped at that point. what, What is interesting about the music and I guess it balls. It, it, there are some similarities there too, but I see that a lot. Where it's because of one thing or another, you aren't allowed to make that sophomore team or something, and mm-hmm. then you're constantly put. You're never quite at the same level again. Right. Where with music, there's something very much DIY and immediate about it. Right, right, which is right. kind of beautiful. That there's no one that can say. Tone, you missed the deadline. You right, know, exactly. if you have GarageBand, the mic, and your homie Jeff or whomever, mm-hmm. you say, "I got the bars, let's do it." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and even to this day, that's something that I appreciate about the music mm-hmm. is that it's like you have an idea, a concept. This is the era where you can really make it happen. Right. You know, and so at that point, when you start to take the music more seriously, or is it in the back of your mind, this is something I'm really gonna shoot for, or is it still kind of a pipe dream? Where's kind of your head Um, at? Honestly, yo, from from the moment I wrote that first rap, that was my thing. That was my, that was my dream. You're like, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay, hell yeah. So then let's move forward to, because knowing, that's the, that's the million dollar question. People always ask, oh, what's my passion? Mm-hmm. How do I find my passion? And and I always say, what is what do you spend your time doing? Mm-hmm. You know. And so for you, if you know from the jump, oh, it's this hip hop shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you graduate high school. In high school, are you do you put any records out? You are you hustling CDs in the high school? Like um, where where did it sort of? Yeah, I had tracks you? on MySpace. Okay, so the, yeah. it was the MySpace thing. Yeah, yeah. Did you get any traction in it or? Um, 
you know, back then I would get like a hundred plays, which was like big at yeah, the time to me. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But nothing crazy, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so then you graduate high school mm -hmm. and how do you start to try to put together the pieces for the hip hop thing? Do you just say you get a job straight out of high school or do you Um Straight out of high school, let me see, I I was recording. Uh, I don't really think I had a plan straight out of high school, musically. I don't think I really knew. I just knew yeah. um, that this is what I wanted to do. I tried to go to school for production, at least. You know, I you know I knew I knew that was something that I had wanted to do. But yeah. as far as like having a rap career, I didn't really have a solid plan. And um, honestly, from '09. When I graduated, till about I say 2012, I didn't really like I wasn't really putting out music. I don't believe. I think I was just writing a lot mm. because again I had moved. I had moved back to the city. Um, Where are you at that point in the city? Uh, Germantown. Oh, okay, so you're up in Germantown. Are you living with mom? Yes. Okay. And um. You know, I told you my homie Matt had his setup in Ambler. Yeah. And uh, you know, I couldn't really get to him the way I wanted to. You know, I don't you know, I don't have a car. Um, you know, it's it's hard to get back to the city at a certain time. Absolutely. You know, and um I didn't have money for studio time. So and and at some point I had a job and eventually I did have money for a studio time, but I just didn't really have any like guidance as to like what to do you know i would try to find studios and whatnot try to but, find beats right right i feel you right well, well see you know what beats beats was easy to find like i i was writing all crazy over beats i just uh. didn't have a studio and then occasionally you know what i wouldn't say i wasn't recording at all because occasionally i would head up to the county and record here and there but i wasn't really putting anything out i wasn't really promoting myself as an artist yeah people knew i rapped but you know i just didn't have an artist grind pretty much right it takes a while to, to understand i think develop that you right, know to understand right. what it how much of the of the grind is putting yourself out there and, right. and and so i feel that man and so when when you're in that 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 sort of three four year window <clears throat> What 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 is the job that you're working at the time? Do you remember? Um, I was working at a rehab center. Oh. Yeah. Like counseling youth? Or something? Well, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. I was I was in the kitchen at a. Uh, no, it was it was, it was like a, a old folks home basically. Oh. But it was also like rehab for whoever. Oh, gotcha. Needed. Okay, so you get a job in the kitchen. Is mom like, yo, Tone, if you're going to be home rapping, I need you to get, get a job? And you're like... um, Nah, that was just on me. Okay, like, you so know. Yo, I need some bread. Yeah. <laughs> Word. So yeah. you get that first job, and then you said around until 2012, somewhere in there. Yeah, 2012. And so what changes in 2012? Um, I had moved back to Ambler with my grandfather at his house. I don't, wait, did I make that clear before? That uh, So, could, do you mind saying that one more time? Okay, so yeah. when I was an Ambler, I was living with my grandfather. Okay, Pretty gotcha. much, yeah. And that was when you were linking with the homie that had yeah. the studio. Gotcha. Right, right, right. Gotcha. So we ended up moving back to his house. Okay. Um, 
2012. Yes. Cool. And uh, at that point now, I'm closer to my homie and I'm recording now. Word. Yeah. Uh, do you still, at that point, do you still keep the same kitchen gig? Or you still um, you switch it up? No, I, I think uh, I had actually quit that job because I had another one coming up. Mm. Um, well, what was I at? I believe I was, I think I was at like Lansdale Ice or something like that. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, right. So what are, you, yeah. what are you doing then? Um, It's weird. They had us working like random jobs. Like there was a house that was being renovated. We had to go over there and like take the nails out the floor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, nothing to do with ice, but. Dude, I was saying you're like, yo, I do right. what I got to do. I'm in the same boat. Right. Um, so you're taking nails out the floor. You're doing yeah. the thing. You're doing the damn thing. You're an ambler. Mm-hmm. Are you, is that the time when you started to say I needed to take the music more seriously? Yeah, especially um, since 20, you know, my first daughter was born. I have, oh. yeah, I have, I have three daughters now. No way. Yeah. Oh man, you're doing the dad thing for real. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yep. so so man, yo, much respect, bro. You know what? I could kind of tell because you've got this calm focus that I think dads. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of in, yeah. in young, you know young men that are dads, where it's like you just get that life is real, and that you're like, I just do what I got to do, and it definitely gives you some perspective. When you know, I don't have any kids. Mm-hmm. But I'm really, I'm really fascinated by that, and excited to someday be a dad myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but just with my homies that have kids, of how much it changes your life, right? That they talk about. So, what was it like when you find out? Do you remember that moment you found out that um, you were gonna have the kid? I did, I did. Uh, What's that feeling like? Man, I was. I was shocked and happy, but it was just like, oh, like That's shit. A lot. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so that probably kicks you into high gear too. Yeah. Like, I got to get my shit together for real. Right. And so that um, moment, you find out you have the daughter. What do you currently, is that you're still in the, the, the ice? Nah, no, I'm not there anymore. At that point, um, what was I doing? I think I was looking for a job. Okay, so yeah. you're in between. Yeah. Word. Was, and then you say, let me buckle down, get this shit together. What, for that next step, that next sort of year during the pregnancy, when you realize you're going to have another mouth to feed, mm-hmm. um, where are you at work-wise and with the music? Okay. Um, well, first off, during the pregnancy, uh, I was actually at Lansdale Ice after my daughter was born she was just born oh gotcha but during the pregnancy i was uh i was doing this uh job that my uncle had you know he was picking up i guess people who didn't have green card i don't know Mm. but we were at a warehouse and we were packaging things for hours (laughs) working for less than minimum wage really on our feet for hours i was there for 12 hours one day that yeah. is the worst, man. Yeah. Yep. Those jobs yeah. when you got to be on your feet that much is a killer. Right. Damn. And yeah. Okay, so let's fast forward then to when does 
when does the music for you really kind of start to click? At what point, if you could point to maybe an album release or a year or a song or a video, something when you realize it just, there's enough traction that you realize the moment, okay, this, I have a shot with this. Um, I believe it was my first project at the end of 20, no, 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 it, it might have been, yeah, it was the end of 2012, I believe. Uh, I had a project called Humble Beginnings. Mm. I believe it was 2012 or 2013. But, um, and you know, going back, listening to it, it was bad. But <laughs> At the time, though, that's all you got. Yeah. You know? But um, that's when I really became like a full-fledged artist. Yeah. You know, I'm... I'm trying to be an artist, like, you know, actually having content and, you know, I didn't really have an idea of what to do to promote myself other than post on social media. Right. But I mean, you know, at that time, I'm, you know, I'm just recording a lot, you know, still putting it out there any way I can. Right. Yeah. That, that's a big part of it. It's, yeah. put, it's just being able to put yourself out there mm -hmm. because I know a lot of artists that aren't fantastic it's not like they're winning grammys but you're putting yourself out there and people respond to that right and it's enough to make it work right um and then eventually from practice your craft you get better you get right feedback. right and so now let's transition a little bit into sort of you into this artist stage um let's talk a bit about when it comes to your you said that 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 was the one you realized that you wanted to be or you started to take being I started artist having seriously. like a quote unquote career. Exactly, the career. Yeah. So for the career. So for um, you know, upcoming artists, musicians and stuff like that, if you mm -hmm. could go back and talk to Young Tone, mm -hmm. what do you think it was about that moment in time that that took you to the next level? Um pretty much just seeing how people respond to certain things sonically mm. you know uh i had one song that i felt like it was a dope single um and people liked it a lot so i'm like oh, okay i'm starting to get the idea of what people are vibing with yeah or just the, or not even just what they're vibing with but something that makes a song that can catch people yeah you know what i mean and um that was like a first step of like my artist development musically, you know what I mean? Like, cause my thing was I could always rap, but um, making a song like that's that's a whole different level. You have to perfect that craft, you know what I mean? Yo, I can go to any corner. I don't Philly. I moved here from Brooklyn and Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I've met a, a every dude is a dope at rapping, right? But how do you make good songs? Mm -hmm. Is the key, you know what I mean? Like. Mm -hmm. In this day and age, it's just not that age of a hair. Or I just want to hear 96 bars right. all the time. I mean, right. there's a good time and place for that. But mm -hmm. songs, how do you craft a song that has a concept, right. has a, has the bars maybe, but has a hook mm -hmm. or a, a, a gives you a break? How do you space it out? Mm -hmm. Tell stories who are, you know what I mean? More right. than just punchlines right. for three right. minutes. Exactly. And so that's a huge point. I think when you probably, I was listening to a podcast the other day with Royce to five nine. Yeah. One He's of talk, my favorite of all time. Dude, amazing lyricist and talking mm -hmm. about the same thing. He was mm -hmm. like my first whole album after he got a record label. He was like, 
he was like, I had these dope raps, but I didn't I wasn't right. saying anything about right. myself. And that's what people can connect with is you as an artist is tone. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so uh, this is a, a question that um, someone who listened to the podcast, his name's Matt. He's like, mm-hmm. yo, he's like, you should ask them about this, about their inspirations. Uh, what's your, what was your, maybe one of your biggest influences, inspirations, mm. and have you ever had a chance to meet any of them? Um, well, I'll start off with the ones that I didn't meet. Um, again, anybody who knows me, Biggie. <laughs> yeah. Again, he's the reason I started rapping. Um, Jay, you know, I actually learned how to have a flow because of Jay. You know, I noticed that in your music, man. Yeah. You've got you've got a lot of internal rhymes yeah. going on. It's yeah. like, like yeah, I remember listening. You know, when I first started rapping, I felt like everything was just like right. was the same cadence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then I was listening to Reasonable Doubt, and I'm like, yo, like this dude's everywhere. You know what I mean? Crazy. Next level. Yeah. Um. Uh. Eminem. You know, another one, man. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm like, I am Stan. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, me too. Yeah. There's two of us. Yeah, like yeah. you know, uh, just, just being real, uh, just being really into the craft of words and like yeah. breaking words apart and like, how can I rhyme something all the way down here with a word that's all the way over here? You know what I mean? It, and just like fitting every word in a pocket. You know, like you know, I remember I used to listen to M. And his words were like on the drums. Yeah, and I'm like, dog, what? Because <laughs> it was so different. No one had done that at right, the time. Right, right. Or in that loser self verse, arms are heavy. Yeah, you know, knees weak, arms are sweaty. It's done. It, yeah. there's like if you look at it, it, the rhymes are so the way that they just interact with other internal rhymes with them, and they don't all have to right. end. That like, hi kids, do you like it, violence? Want to see me stick nine inch nails through each one of my eyelids? Exactly. I'm like, yo, like, and, and it's funny because people always look at me like, yo, I can't listen to Eminem. Like, how how do you listen to it? He's so crazy. I'm like, listen, I know the content is crazy, but when I hear Eminem, I'm hearing them words. The, the technical vibe when yeah. I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah. As a writer. You're like, dude, this guy's on some next level right, shit. Right, right. And I remember uh, 97 Bonnie and Clyde when he was like rhyming oh. sounds. You know what I mean? Yes. He was like talking to Haley and he was like speaking and like baby talk. Like, I never heard yeah. someone rap in baby talk. You know what I mean? Like It, was, it sounds silly, but that's a huge element. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to that is to notice, to, or even Stan, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. you can rap from someone else's perspective. Right. Then, then you can interact with them. Right. That put my mind on some next level. Yeah, shit. you know what I mean. Like people, people, people really look. They they don't understand how crazy it is that you can listen to Stan and feel like you're listening to two different people when M comes on. When it's like, no, you listen to the whole. Like this is the same person the yeah. whole time. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. That's genius. You know what I mean? And then you know he has something. That I always idolized about Jay. Jay can, he can rap, but it's like he's talking to you. You know what I mean? That's kind of how Stan was. You know, Stan was just like effortlessly talking, but every word just so happened to rhyme. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was. That's a really interesting point that you that you make because I was thinking of the four 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 album Jada recently, where he is. It is just he is rapping, but it is just kind of like he's just talking like. 
it's just he's like just like dropping some grown man knowledge on you. right you know right, that right. it doesn't have to be super rapidy rap but it mm. still flows but like right like you said he has this way to just that it's unique to jay right where he's not trying to be some super turned up rapper right. he's just it, it, you just he feel like he's talking to you which mm. is what makes it so dope yeah. and so were there any of those influences that you were able to meet um, along the way uh no i you know, Royce, one of my favorite. I, you know, I went to a show. Oh, I didn't get a chance to meet him. No, but let's talk about that because yeah. that that was a big influence for me too. Who whose shows would you say have been, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to say life changing. That sounds dramatic, but mm-hmm. had an impact on you. Um, because artists can be so different. Probably, you know, I, you know, I seen, I seen a few of my favorite rappers. I've seen Cole. Have you seen Cole live? Yeah, I've seen Absol a couple times. Um, I've seen, I've seen Cole, Absol, Schoolboy Q, oh. Royce. But um, I think, you know, and like those are like my favorite artists. But Royce, that's like, that's somebody I idolize. So I think that was just the craziest for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I do. I- as someone who's an Eminem, like you said, Stan, mm-hmm. to have someone who's who's one of the only people that can go almost bar to bar with him, yeah, you know, in the yeah. Bad Meets Evil joint, like M, met, you know, you can tell M kicks with Royce for a reason. It's because right, right, right. He, I think he really respects him too for that for the lyricism. I have to ask you, as also a Cole Stan, mm-hmm. what was he like live? Oh man, it was dope, man. It was so dope. Uh, I think that was actually like the first big concert I ever been to. Mm. Um, this was actually well, you know what? I've been to two Cole concerts. I went to uh, his sideline story. You know his uh, yeah tour for his first album. Absolutely. And then you um, on the Cole train early. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely. Uh, ever since you know, um, warm up. Yeah, warm up. Yep. And then um, I seen him down Temple. I don't think it was a tour. I think he was just, I'm not sure. It it might have been a college tour. I don't know. Mm. But I seen him there. And I mean, it was dope. It was dope, man. But um, I think the craziest show I've been to as far as energy was probably Schoolboy Q. Dude, I bet if like Yay drops or something oh, like that, it's like. Man, oh my God. I remember, you know what? Yeah, I seen Joey Badass on that tour too with Q. I love Joey Badass. Too. Yeah, yo, his, man, I, listen. I'm not going to his show ever again unless I'm like at a bar or something. I mean, yo, when I say mosh pits all over the place, and this was before Q even came out, you know, Joey stepped off stage, we sweating, exhausted. You know what I mean? Q didn't even come out <laughs> yet. Yeah, yeah. Show ain't even really start yet, man. Crazy. But yo, it was like, yeah, I think I think Joey and Q were probably the craziest hip hop performances I've I've seen so far. Wow. Dude, I'm 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 jealous, man. Those are some of my favorites too. They're yeah. like, like, yeah, all um, legends, kind of in their own right. You right, know? right, and, definitely. Um, okay, so that's an interesting part of it too. Is you know having that connection with fans, with an mm-hmm. audience. Now at this point in your career, um, how do you and what advice do you have for artists to? build a fan base and to connect with fans how do you feel like for you is the easiest way to do it first off you have to be you you have to be genuine 
you know, because you're not going to get genuine fans that are fans of you if you're not being you, you know what I mean? If you too busy trying to be this person over here, then you're going to get fans of his music. You know what that's I mean? a gem, yeah, yo, you know? people. That's a gem for real. <laughs> and like people don't understand that, you know. People, oh well, you know, this over here is popping. Listen, people don't know what's popping until it's given, or people don't know what they like until it's given to them. So you can't be afraid to be different, man. Like, you know, it a lot, a lot of the music that you hear now was different at one point right and it and it sounds like that because of 808s and heartbreaks so it's easy to say oh this is what people want to hear okay well i'm pretty sure no one told kanye hey we want to hear something that sounds like no kanye said you know what i'm gonna give you genuine yeah like i'm gonna give you what i want to give you and we heard it it sound weird but then it ended up shaping you know, it, it ended up shaping the sound of hip hop, and now that's what we want. So, 100%. so yeah. So I mean, you you have to like you have to keep in mind people don't know what they like until they hear it. It's so easy for someone to say, "Oh, you should make a song like this," but you're only telling me that because you have a song like that in and your iPod already. already. Exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. Like you were listening to a song like that today. So you, you know what I mean? Exactly. But it's like. Before you ever heard that song, you didn't say, hmm, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a song that sounds like this I never heard. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, you have to be yourself. You have to give the world something new. You know, you have to, you, you can't be afraid to be innovative, man. You can't. That I, is genius, man. I agree with you. I couldn't agree with you more. I think what makes it hard, and one reason why doing that is so difficult, myself included, mm -hmm. is because... We want that immediate response. Right. Because, you know, I'm still out here grinding for a check, scraping by every month. And as an artist, I want I want what all these guys have, right? So right, you right. see it and you say, okay, well, if they're doing it and it's working, why mm -hmm. don't I? It's hard to have that delayed gratification to say, oh, you know what? I'm going to just keep doing what is me, even right. though it's not catching the same. Right. And so for a lot of young folks that are interested in music, if you're listening, that, you know, Take the time to find your own voice. Right. You know, and I mean, it, it, it pays off in the long run yeah. because sound, sound gets old. Music changes every few years, yo. So you can make something that people want to hear now, but then what happens four years from now when they don't want to hear that? Yeah. Then now you have to keep, you know, you're either going to die off or you're going to have to keep trying to be someone else new and after a while people are going to be like oh no this isn't working you know what i mean like why are you trying to sound like these new artists whereas though if had you been yourself you get genuine fans and longevity exactly. and no one is ever going to compare you to what's out now at the moment you know what i mean yeah like um you know when when uh you know j444 that album that's not that album isn't an album that you would expect to become a huge hit from another artist because of this sound. Like it's not, it's not the ideal sound of 2018. But the reason why he pulled it off is because you, you know, you never got 
anything from Jay that was based off of anything else, if that makes sense. 100. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know, you listen to it because it's Jay-Z. Yeah. So it's like, the fact that it had a different sound, it didn't matter. Because, you know, Jay-Z's different anyway. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, like, people have to understand, when you have your own sound, it gives you longevity. It gives you more of a genuine fan base who are always going to support you. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's, it's definitely... It's definitely worth it. So worth it. I don't think folks understand Tech Nine is one of the most he's one of the highest paid right. rappers out there. And it's because he has his own fans and people that really mess right. with him. You know? Right. And so, like you said, man, being if I'm trying to sound like the weekend, mm-hmm. then I'm gonna get weekend fans, which is great, but then like <laughs> They, when the sound changes, I lose, you know, right. they, I, you, you, if you have a smaller dedicated fan base mm-hmm. that buys everything you do, you're set. Right. You know, there are so, so I used to work for a major label and it was heartbreaking. It was like, oh, I'm never going to sign to a major because my dreams are out the window when I saw, saw how it worked. Right. But I also saw all the artists that weren't signed that mm-hmm. you, nobody's ever heard of except mm-hmm. for 3,000 people mm-hmm. that are enough to make their careers so that they can do what they absolutely love right. to do. Right. And so... Uh, in the sort of last round, um, I, there are a couple questions I want to ask you. Um, what is the best advice you've ever been given? The best advice I've ever been given? Um, off the top, I would just have to say stay true to myself, man. I would have to say that. Just, you know, because I, that's that's something that's been very vital to me you know um you know I get people in my ear like yo you gotta make a song like that but I know they don't know any better right you know and it's a fight it's a battle you know what I mean like you have to hold on to what you know best I mean you you literally have to hold on to you you know what I mean somebody is pretty much telling you that you being you isn't quite cutting it Mm -hmm. And you have to hold on to that. You know what I mean? Like you, that's that's more sacred than anything. Yeah. You know, as an artist, or um, I mean, even or just 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 as a human being. You know what I mean? Like you don't ever want people to tell you that you being you just isn't good enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think I think the best advice I've ever been given was just be me. Just be me. And I think that's great advice, too. Also, easier said than done. Yeah, you know, exactly. I'm, I'm struggling with that, too. Exactly, you know, yeah. It's, it's a fight, man. Yeah, it's a fight. It's, it's a, a fight. It's a fight. So what about the... Uh, if you had to maybe... Wait, you know what? You know what? Side note, side note. It just hit me. I think another very uh, good advice... I have gotten was to do it yourself. Mm. Do it Huge yourself. Believer in that. Do it yourself, man. Do it yourself. Yeah, you can't wait for nobody. Because nobody's gonna care about your project as much as you. Never, and I've learned that. It takes I've time, that. though. You know, talking yeah. to any major label artist who's been dropped mm-hmm. to realize. Yeah. You gotta do, dude. A hundred tone. I feel you, man. Mm-hmm. I, I'm on that same energy. Yeah. Okay, so then what about? As someone who who's get, given some good advice, gotten some good advice, mm-hmm. what is the worst advice you've ever been given? Um, 
like I said, make a song like this. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> that's like the worst advice I've been given. Or uh, let me see. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. You, you know what? I think I think my biggest pet peeve is someone just telling me to make a song that's just trendy. A trap banger. I hate that. Uh huh. I hate that. Oh man, God's plan's popping. You should just hop on that beat. Right, uh-huh. right, and I mean, you know, you know, I don't mind doing like a freestyle track over a beat that's same, popular. Same, yeah, I mean, I don't mind that, but it's like, don't tell me to just create a song that sounds like that. I hate that. I'm not trying to make my career around right. pop right now. Okay, right. so if you had to, if the listeners haven't had a chance to listen to you, mm-hmm. and you've talked so much about your influences, and I know you can't make some, these are some sweeping generalizations, but what are some quintessential vibes to the tone wily sound that you think uh i know what i would put it in there but i'm, I'm curious to see what you what uh, you think probably jay uh um you know a lot of people don't know uh my first real favorite and this goes back to when i said hip-hop really really hit me in like 98 yeah that was because that was when DMX came. And DMX was my first real favorite rapper. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, I loved Mace when he was out. I loved Jay, but when DMX, like, that was my first favorite. You know, like, I had that I had that cassette tape and everything. And, um, you know, a lot of my music, I pretty much tap into... Um, a lot of like spirituality as far as myself, you know, like I, I express that I battle, you know, demons and I, you know, talk to God in my music and, um, I put a certain level of emotion in my music, especially my newer music. And, um, that stems from DMX. Like that was a huge influence as far as that. Plus it's genuine, you know, I'm a, I'm a spiritual person. Right. But like when when I listen to DMX and I'm yeah, and I'm like hearing him talk to God, I'm like, oh, I feel you, you know. So uh, I would definitely say X. Um, Let me see, Uh, man, I take from so much, man, for like you know many different aspects. I take, yo, it's so hard to say. No, well, hey, that I think is a great segue. Speaking of which, what are now that you're sort of starting to really catch, you know, catch that, you really get into the vibe of what it is that you that you believe in as an artist and what you stand for. Where let's talk about before we get you out of here. Where are you at currently with it, and what's up next for you? I wanted to pick your brain about your, the new stuff that you've been working on. Um, I have a project that I'm working on, um, called Black Sheep Winter. I never told anybody that title, by the way. Damn, exclusive. Yo, I yeah. needed the air horn joint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. dope. That's a sick name, man. It's called Black Sheep Winter. Um, Heard it here first, people. <laughs> uh, you know, it's... It pretty much... You know, I don't really want to dig... Like, I don't really like giving too much details no, about give, a project just, just until... Just a, a little teaser, yeah. But, it, you know, it just pretty much touches on being you know a black sheep right yeah. okay and talk to me about sort of where we are in the process and where when you create now do you 
have a producer? Are you still kicking it with Jeff? Do you get beats online? Where? Walk me through um, the process a little bit of it. I have uh, I have a few producers that I have met online that you know I work with. Um, you know, right now the project, you know, it's it's a few songs done, a few songs recorded but not mixed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm still I'm still you know like really working on it. That's always the hardest part too. Is sometimes finding an engineer that's reliable, that is affordable, that believes in you, that you're willing to trust. Mm-hmm. That's an important well, you know, I actually have an engineer. See, I record at home. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in there. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. See, and you know, I send mine off to uh, you know Sama Studios. Uh, Zach Handy, shout out to him. Dope engineer. Ah. Very reliable. Very because dope. That's what I'm looking. You know, that's. I'm a great guy here in Philly too, but a lot of my buddies too. It's like, how do I find an engineer that's reliable? Right, right, right. So, um, yeah, I mean, just right now, I'm just, you know, in a process of getting it mixed and, you know, still in a writing process too. <laughs> and when you are writing these songs, take me through a little bit of your creative process with it. Is it, um, do you hear the beat and then you, you start to write to it or do you have a concept already and you're looking for the beat to match? How does it kind of take shape for you? Both. It depends on the moment. Um, I have a beat, uh, you know, if, if it really hits me, sometimes I'll get what I want out of it immediately or sometimes I just kind of listen to it to see what it's saying to me, you know, um, or you know, you know, I, I'm I'm always thinking. Mm-hmm. I, my mind is always working. I'm always brainstorming ideas and concepts, or or, or just life. Period. So, yeah. you know, these are the things that I try to put in my music. And if I come across a beat that fits an idea, you know, I'll play it. Um, I actually, and a lot of people don't believe me, but I I mean, no shame. Like like I I don't physically write nothing down. Mm. Really? Yeah. So you're really on that J tip. Yeah, it, yo, it's it's funny because um I think when I started doing that, I don't I don't think I knew he did or I don't think it clicked to me that he did. Huh. It was just something that I just started doing cuz it felt better for me. Yeah. But um yeah, you know, I just sit there and I just vibe to the beat and I just just write in my head. Why? That's what's up. And how do you balance these days? your your career your music with your daughters and your family um man uh honestly i think everything i do musically as far as like creatively i just wait until they go to bed Mm. you know uh once they go to bed that's when i just bury myself into the music you know um as far as like doing shows and you know having opportunities like this you know we you know uh my, my girlfriend's parents, very, very, mm. very huge support system. They help us out a lot when, really nice. when we need it, so that's dope. Um, I keep telling my mom and dad, yo, you guys better move someplace <laughs> doper than you're at, so when I have some kids, you can help, you can help me out. Yeah, man. So, you know, it, it's just, you know, I'm just, I'm just making time, man, yeah. any way I can. Absolutely. Um, and before I get you out of here, tell the people a little bit more about... Um, where they can find you, and as an artist, what's your favorite way if people want to connect with you? Mm-hmm. Where is where where what's your preferred method to 
connect with with new fans and and old but um what's your preference man uh well i'm on every streaming and i'll platform. i'll link all this stuff up too so i mean if you made it this far through the episode awesome thank you but it'll be in the show notes mm. so they'll have links up to click it do you use this um distro kid no what no, do you, no what do you use to distribute your music uh TuneCore. Oh, TuneCore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And so, so it's on every streaming service. Mm-hmm. And then now in this day and age of social media, how mm-hmm. have you utilized things like Instagram? Because I've seen some things you've been doing that I'm a fan of, or mm-hmm. YouTube and videos. Where's, where's your mind at with um, content? I actually just started doing a little thing where I do little freestyle videos. I've been peeping them. I, they yeah. get a, d- a lot of views, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Um. I started doing that because, you know, I was always in this place where it's like, well, I don't have any content to put out, but it's like, you have to stay in people's faces. You have to do something, you know what I mean? And it's like, I have a little setup at home. I have a, I have an iPhone. Why can't I just record myself rapping, you know? So I started doing that, Um, you know, and there's there's gonna be more coming. And Um, what's the the Instagram handle? uh, Tone Wiley, T-O-N-E. W I L E Y underscore. Peep it, my man got bars for days on that joint. If you check it out, appreciate it. Yeah. And um, I'm actually uh, working on having a website. Cool. It's actually in the works. I just uh, I just need to finish it. You know, I feel like that's just more professional. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it's easier Direct rather to than consumer. Too, right, right, way. right. You know, well, have you utilized YouTube or videos much? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I have, I have videos. Okay, cool. On YouTube. And um, nothing too new, but they're there. Are you thinking of using some new, get, shooting new videos for your upcoming project? Um, yeah, definitely at some point. Okay, cause, cause, and like we were talking off air before we started, I feel like that is an awesome way to people like to listen to music. But when I, you know, when I notice how people consume music, right, a lot of it's through video, right. You know, and, and that's where I've been. I need to work on that too. Is um, finding a way to incorporate the video element to it because mm-hmm. people want to listen to music but they bump so much just off their phones off youtube right. you know right whatever that that that's a big that's a big component of it right right that's what's up okay so um mr tone the people the fans are waiting give me some sort of uh an idea or a rollout for black sheep winner um, what do you in your mind i know that there's some sort of an idea or how it's coming together what, what are you thinking uh, as far as the actual product, I mean, uh, album probably, probably sometime in the summer. That would be oh, nice. Dope. Okay, cool. Which is kind of ironic, the Black Sheep Winter. Yeah, but, <laughs> but uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but um, uh, you know, as far as a single, hopefully within, you know, next month or two. Dope. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what's up. So, um. Yeah, I'll plug all the show notes and stuff. Do you have a preferred method for people to check out the music from you? Um, man, let me see. Uh, I mean, any SoundCloud, Spotify, you know, Title, cool. Apple. I mean, you know, wherever you have. Wherever. Yeah. Dope. And what do you? Any idea what you're doing for album art? Um, I've been brainstorming ideas, but you know. Cool. Nothing set in hey, stone yet. I don't blame you. That's. That for me is usually the last part to materialize because right. I want it to match the music. Right, you know? right, right, exactly. Tone, you the man. All right, last question. Mm-hmm. Who would you have play at your funeral? Ooh, 
Man, my Save the best for last. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm trying. De- it could man. be dead or alive. Dead or alive? Ooh, Michael Jackson. That's what's up, dude. Uh, We'd be busting the thriller I, out yeah. of that joint. Oh, man. I love Mike. That would be a party. <laughs> yeah. Yo. So, everybody, thank you for tuning in. This is Mr. Tone Wiley from Philly. If you haven't peaked the music, Black Sheep are on the way. Singles coming up. Thank you for tuning in. Honestly, Tone, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, too, man. Of course. All right, y'all. See you next week. Peace.